Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is a friend of mine that I've known for several years, and she's been on my hit list for this show for almost that long. Her name is Laurie Guest. She's an expert in customer service. I've heard some of her trainings around sweet spot pricing and other just amazing ideas that she's done to empower entrepreneurs around the world. Welcome to the show, Laurie. Thanks for having me, Dr. Paul. It's great to be here. Hey, this is fun that we get to have this conversation today. You've warped my mind just a little. Tell me more about that. Hey, and no worries. It's a good thing. Okay. You've given me ways to look at how we approach our roles in, in you know, we talk about customer service. We talk about sales. But I think it all starts with a mindset that that supports this idea of really creating value for other people and then having ways to offer it that make sense. And that's where you've kind of shifted my thinking around. You shared something a couple of years ago with our National Speakers Association chapter about sweet spot pricing. And we're not necessarily talking about that on today's episode, but it really got me thinking about focusing on the customer, focusing Mm -hmm. on what they want, what they need, and then opening the door to our service through our sales conversations. Well, you know, it's so true. And the interesting thing about looking at your pricing or your offerings is where a client or customer puts emphasis that you might not have even known it was of value. So at one time, I distinctly remember uh, one of my um, strongest attributes is creativity. And I use it in my own work, but you don't necessarily define that with a price tag. And then one time I had a right. client on the phone that was hiring me to come in and do a keynote speech. And through the sales conversation, I could tell that they really wanted some fresh new ideas. They just didn't have any. And the volunteer team wasn't really equipped. You know, a lot of these groups, the team comes on for one year. This is not their expertise. And then they float off and a new group comes on. So just in passing, I said, would you like to have an hour to two hour phone call conversation with me and talk about some creative ideas? And they got so excited about that. I put it in the proposal as a bonus item and I put a price tag with it that was justifying my time, but Mm -hmm. yet was affordable to them. And they bought it. And I thought, here's something I would have given away for free. If they just would have said, we'd love to have another sales call where we could pick your brain. I don't like that phrase, but people use it. We could just pick your brain a little. I think in many, I'm sure you've done it too. We say, well, of course, we're happy to do that because it's just a conversation. Well, you know, the thing is just a conversation can have great value. And so by Mm. putting a number to it, they paid me for that time. And then I realized that I should really start valuing some of these things a little higher than I was. The customer already values it. Right. And that's the mind shift because if we don't value it in our mm-hmm. own mind, then we end right. up giving it away or we do it for fun or we do it for free. Uh, and and we end up 
I don't like this phrase as much either, but really we end up leaving money on the table. Absolutely. Right. Which is and, and, and I can't get over. It. I mean, one of my favorite success stories about sweet spot pricing, and I know we're not gonna spend our whole time in this, but I'll say one more thing. And and this person gives me permission to share this story. Uh, she heard about sweet spot. She called up and asked if I'd work on a proposal with her. And I did. And then she, I said, the only thing is, is after it's over, I want you to call me back and you don't have to tell me how much money you made. That's none of my business, but I want to know how much more you made than you would have because then that's not as a confidential number. Well, she calls back and lets me know that the number is $43,000. And I said, no, no, no. I didn't want to know your entire proposal. I just wanted to know how much more you made because of the idea I gave you. And she goes, $43,000. And I said, but the thing thing that she added was a, a special report inside her niche industry that she had been giving away. Because to her, it had come easily. But to the client who was buying it, it was very profound. It was some kind of deep research or something. I don't really understand what the piece even was. But in mm. my mind, it was a white paper. That's what she called it. Mm. And so to give it a five, a mid five figure number to something she was giving away, I mean, that was like, woohoo, you know, that was a wow. big, big success story. So I always retell that because maybe somebody listening, and even if you're not in speaking, maybe you own a shoe store and you're not thinking about the extra things you do for people that could have a price tag on it that you're not thinking of. Right. Which they already value. And that's part of why this is still a great deal for your customer. Exactly. They already value. And if it's not really, if it's not a great deal for them, then there's no deal. Because it swings the other way too. There could be things that you're charging for in your organization that your your client doesn't value. They don't care about it. And they'd rather pay a couple of dollars less than not even have that benefit or feature included. Right. Which would be less work for you. Right. Laurie, part of what brought us together for this conversation is your new book. Yeah, I'm excited about it. You got a couple of books and I just want to, let's jump into that for a minute. Okay. Because the title of this episode is The 10 Second Decision. 10 Cent. 10 Cent Decision. Excuse me, The 10 Cent Decision. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's just, it's little. It's it is little. It's a dime. And, and for people, people who might be able to see a picture, what I'm really excited about with this book is it's unique the way it's put together. So it's called the 10 cent decision, how small change pays off big. And if you are a team member, you read it from the front cover to the middle and watch this if, or listen to this, if you're on the podcast. And if you are a leader, you flip it over and you read it from the back cover to the middle. So half of the book is actually uh-huh. upside down and there is no repeated story stories in it, with the exception of explaining what 10 cent decision really means. So I believe in an integrated team approach to customer service, meaning that everybody on the team should read the whole book. But if they don't want to, they at least can read their side. So it kind of has a fun approach, uh, two books in one. So I'm really excited about it. Ah, that is fun. Yeah. So you've, you've given us a great hook now. What is this 10 cent decision. Can you Yes. So one of my one of my signature stories is and I won't go through the whole story but the gist is is I am a bottled water connoisseur. I love bottled water. I can tell you the top 10 best bottled waters in the US in my opinion in mm. priority order. And ah. so I tell this story about how when you get into a hotel and you've paid 400 bucks to stay there and then you have a room temperature bottle of water waiting for you with a tag on it that says enjoy $7. 
So right. not only did I pay him 400, I always joke that for 400 bucks, what I really want in my room is a Chippendale giving me a foot massage, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when I get to the room, I get this room temperature bottled water. Now we all know that fancy hotels have a brand standard. That means that if you stay in that same hotel in any city in the country, you're going to find the same brand of water, put in the same spot in the room. So it's standardized. And I get that from the hotel's perspective. I'd like them to get it from my perspective mm. because you and I both know that if they bought that water, a semi load full at a time, it would cost them about 10 cents a bottle. They make a 10 cent decision not to give me that bottle of water because they obviously hope they're going to sell a few over the year at seven bucks a pop. It does not make sense to me all the other free stuff they're going to give me, all the special things they're going to do because I'm a frequent stayer, but they can't make the 10 cent decision to put the bottle of water. So that's what the book is based on is that I believe there are no cost, low cost ideas that everybody can do no matter what business or service that you're in, you uh, just got to go looking for them. You have to figure out what can I be doing that makes my person, my guest, as I like to call them, playing off my last name. When I'm a guest in that hotel, I am so happy when I get to one where there's cold water waiting for me in a mini fridge. And I'm so much happier. And yet it costs them very little to make me happy. And they don't charge anything to the credit card you left for the incidentals. Yes. Yes. Now I get it. When we're talking snicker bars and cashews, I get that a hotel is not going to feed us those things. I can totally accept that's not a business model that would work, but water, they could do it. And we know they can, because what's interesting is that sometimes the lower cost the hotel, the more benefits we get, right? Hotel expensive, it costs $40 to park your car. Hotel cheap, free parking everywhere. Right. The two don't seem to go together, right? And so it just becomes an interesting, so interesting. I'm looking for 10 cent ideas everywhere I go. And you'd be amazed at the creative ideas I see that people have that cost them little to nothing. You know what that just triggered for me, Laurie? You you and I both know Jay Bear. Sure. Friend of uh, mine. I love Jay. Who tells a story about this uh theme park in Indiana. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard the story, but it's like I can't even remember the name of the theme park, Holiday Land or something. It's in Santa Claus, Indiana. If you go Google it, you'll find it. Uh-huh. And these guys give away free drinks and free sunscreen. Wow. In addition uh-huh. to free parking. I mean, you go to any amusement park and they charge sure. you to get into the parking lot and then mm-hmm. they charge you a lot to get a drink in the souvenir cup or whatever, right? Right. Well, they got free refills on all their drinks and they've got free sunscreen. You go into this little shed thing and it sprays the sunscreen on you. It's <laughs> great. And, and Jay uh, uses, he doesn't talk about a 10 cent decision, but this is a low cost. I hope he doesn't. I'd be getting after him if he was talking You'd about a 10 cent You'd have to go call decision. Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'd call Jay. <laughs> but he, it's the same concept that yes. you've just introduced to us, Laurie, yes. about you make a low cost decision that has a huge payoff. Yeah, small change pays off big. That's the whole point. And I think I've, you know, I've been doing this for gosh, close to 28 years now. And I meet so many business managers or business owners. I feel like they're looking for the next big idea. How can we do something that's so big and noticeable that we right. will own our industry? 
that's the way they like to think. And I, I think that's wonderful. If you can come up with a fantastic idea, I think of somebody like Carvana, the car place, you can now get your car out of a vending machine and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen and should certainly cost them more than 10 cents. But they've differentiated themselves from all the other car places because of the way they dispense, literally, the car to you. Fantastic right. if you've got that kind of money. But I'm talking to Joe's dealership down the, down the uh, road here that doesn't have the money to invest in that. They're just the local person trying to stay in business. What are some of the things they could be doing? And it's endless. And that's where I like to spend my time, really with the meat and potatoes of, of how do we get people to go, mm-hmm. wow, that was cool, or that was a neat touch. That's really what I'm looking for. So unless you're Elon Musk or Carvana, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to go for the big earth shattering, change the way everybody thinks about everything. These are small, thought-driven Mm-hmm. And you know what? That just triggered something for me. I think if we would spend half, a quarter, if we would spend a quarter of the time that we spend worrying about stuff on just thinking about what are the low cost 10 cent decisions that I could make, it, it could return enormous results. And a big place to start is what do your customers mention on a regular basis that they wish they had? Or that they're glad you had. Yeah. You know, what, what are they saying to you? Go, you know what? I, I think we could accomplish that. And some of them might be the simplest ideas imaginable. Yeah. You know what? As we come back from this break, Laurie, it, this has my mind churning on how this can relate to other areas of our life too, not just our business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's take a look at that as we come back from this break and see what we can do to get into some practical ideas. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. Folks, My timer we'll says it's time. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Laurie Guest today at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.com dot coach forward slash webinar that's live on purpose dot coach dot com forward slash webinar and we're back Laurie guest is my guest today uh, appropriately named to show up on somebody's podcast. Yeah, isn't right? it? I said, you know, I looked forever to find a man whose last name is what I wanted to do for a living, be a guest speaker, right? And then I thought, oh, I should have been looking for Tom Skinny all these years, right? <laughs> if you're going to marry what you want to be, I want to be skinny. I want to be a skinny guest speaker. That would be a dream. Well, you are certainly the guest today Yes. that live on Purpose Radio. And you know what? In the first half, you you always do this, Laurie. You get me thinking about stuff. Yeah, thinking's good. Doesn't it feel good? It's like working out. I like thinking way better than I like working out. <laughs> well, there you go. And it is work. It is work. 
it is working. Sometimes we have to do a little more than we want to, but not as much as we fear. It's good. And as you share these ideas, I'm thinking it's, it'll be fun to take this 10 cent idea, Mm -hmm. 10 cent decision Mm -hmm. that we could make and, and see how that's going to apply. Now, I know that you do trainings and coachings around these, these principles. Mm -hmm. That's one of your primary topics when you speak. Right. Um, help us out a little here, Laurie, with, with some practical steps. So let's say that, you know, I'm a, a small business owner, an entrepreneur, sure. sure. Uh, or I've got a home-based business of some kind. And uh-huh. there's other people obviously doing the business or, or in uh-huh. my field, in my market, something's got to set me apart. And you're suggesting it could be not a vending machine for cars right. necessarily, or, or a new way to send people to the moon. That's right. A simple 10 cent decision. How can we apply this practically? Where does your mind go with that question? Well, I'm going to give you my favorite idea of the whole book. Can you believe for free right here? I'll give you my very favorite and most impactful idea that costs zero. It costs nothing except the training time. And here Ah. it is. Here it is. Um, I have a list of eight, eight taboo words and phrases, things that I think you should take out of your vocabulary at work and give you a replacement thought or a replacement word to go in place. And my favorite one that should come out immediately is sorry. Stuff your sorries in a sack is what I like to say from the old George Costanza from the Seinfeld show. Stuff your Uh. sorries in a sack if you ever saw that episode. And here's why. Is that people think in business that saying the word sorry is good customer service and it's not. There are only two times when sorry really is the right word. The first is when we've messed up and we owe you the apology. So we need to lean in, own it, and validate your concerns by saying, we are sorry. So that's fine if you need the, to give the apology. If it's a legitimate apology. If it's legit. We messed up. You know, we, we did something we shouldn't have. We need to apologize. The right. second time is a true show of empathy from the heart. I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm sorry this has happened to you. That works, let's say, in the insurance industry or in the healthcare industry, places where empathy is a big part of what you're doing with your job. Or in now, the funeral the industry. Exactly. All the other sorries, all the other sorries that have absolutely no value to the conversation should come out and be be replaced with something else. And you'll be shocked when you guys start paying attention to this, how often we say sorry for this and sorry for that. And sorry isn't even the appropriate word. So the example I like to give is um, I have a Best Buy here in DeKalb and they have a sign on the register that's closed. They have like four lanes and they're never using all four lanes. So the engraved sign says, um, sorry for the inconvenience, this register temporarily closed. There's a perfect example. The day I took the photograph of the sign, there was two open lanes. They're apologizing for something that did not require an apology. So the sign should be redone. And I hope Best Buy hears this podcast at some point because their sign should say, get the difference. We'd be delighted to help you at any one of our open registers. Hear the difference? Beautiful. Now, that doesn't stop me from shopping at Best Buy. It doesn't change my evaluation of the electronics that I buy there. But these things all add up like a stack of dimes. If we have this idea, this idea, you stack them one on top of the other, we have a dollar. And if we stack a dollar, we get 10. If we stack 10, we get 100 and so on. So that when we eventually get a whole bunch of ideas, it makes an impact like dropping those dimes in a piggy bank. One at a time, they don't mean much, but boy, do they add up. And that's what we're trying to go for is what other ideas in the entire store can we do that would make a difference? I've got a list about this long for about every place that I go to of things that would cost them nothing but training time. 
Right. The 10 cent decision. Yeah. And psychologically, those two signs have a completely different impact on a person's psyche. Right. It sends a different message about your business, too. Exactly. So I have another one for you in the same category. Let's go. So I went into a grocery store and Planner's Peanuts had a big display where you could rip off a coupon and get $2 off your trail mix. When all the coupons were gone, the big stack that was attached to the cardboard, at the very bottom printed on the sign, it said, sorry, in all caps, black, huge letters, exclamation point, all coupons have been depleted. Now, I wrote a letter to Planner's Peanuts and I told them my formula. This is a tweetable, by the way. Here it is. Creativity plus humor equals connection. Now, you can only do this when you're in an industry where humor is appropriate. Like you mentioned, the funeral industry, there's not too many places where humor with my customer would be the best choice. But in the grocery industry, of course, we could use humor. In our industry that you and I are in, of course, we can use humor. So I explained all this to planners, and I said they should change that sign, and it should say, nuts, exclamation point, your neighbors beat you to it. Uh, Same thing. Uh, what are they apologizing for? Consumers are doing what they want. We're ripping off a coupon and yet they're saying, sorry, this is a disconnect. And in the back of my mind where I don't even realize I'm thinking it, I have received an apology from planters that wasn't even necessary. And the ideas like that are mm-hmm. endless. Just start watching. You'll be amazed how many sorry signs you see. Sorry on a toilet that's broken. Sorry on an elevator. What about your outbound voicemail and return of emails? How often are you saying the word sorry? when sorry isn't even the right word in our conversation. Oh, yeah. Which puts you in a different position with that person. Right, right. Hey, this is Lori Guest. I'm sorry I'm not here to take your call. Please leave your name, number. Okay, and then I go on with the voicemail. First of all, that's a waste of time. You know what to do with the beep. So I choose to change my outbound voicemail every day, and I change it to something creative. Because in our industry, creativity plus humor is going to equal a connection. And a connection is what leads to a sold contract. If Mm -hmm. you don't feel a connection with who you want to do business with, they're not buying from us, right? Right. So you have to do everything you can to make a connection. And either my outbound voicemail or the emails that I choose to send begin to build that connection and cost me nothing. Wow. So this this idea, just sack your sorry. Yep. Stuff your sorries in a sack, right. Unless you're greeting someone at the funeral. Yeah, true show of empathy. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's right. That's appropriate. Yep. Otherwise, it's way overused. Right. Or when you owe it, like we messed up, like your order was supposed to be in today and something happened with the delivery truck and you're not getting it till Thursday. You know, yeah. we, we kind of owe you the apology on that. Right. An apology and a repair attempt. Right. Exactly. That's yes. a whole other conversation. Perfect. So that's my favorite point in the whole book that cost absolutely nothing. That is so sweet. Yeah. And you've got you've got eight of these taboo words and phrases. I do. I do. And that's just one small section, but it's the one that works really well in interviews because I think anybody listening who may never read the book, that is a take home for you that you can use the moment you click off this podcast. The very next time you're in a situation and you want to say sorry, um, catch yourself. Uh, a friend of mine sent out an email uh, to her list earlier this week, and I'm on her list. And the very first sentence says, I am sorry I haven't written you in a while. And so the next time I talk to her, I'm going to remind her because I've said this to her a lot. She says sorry just naturally. First of all, nobody's waiting by the, by the computer for your email. They don't even realize you haven't written to them in a couple months. And so why not start out with great news? It's fall and my news, newsletter's ready. 
Yes. Why, why start out with the very first word in the newsletter is the word sorry. This is a disconnect. And yet the whole reason we send out the newsletter is to connect. Right, exactly. And words matter. Oh my gosh, do words matter? It's the strongest thing that people could pay attention to. Little things that people choose to say that turn us off or, or pull us towards you. Now, obviously, Laurie, this is important in a, in a sales conversation or in, in the examples that you shared. These are um, sales settings, you know, like with the planter's peanuts or with the Best Buy and the sign on the register. I'm seeing that this could be very, very beneficial in a relationship. Yes. And, and trust me, the psychologist, to bring it back home. Sure. Uh, what would change in our in our home, in our key relationships, if we were to sack the sorry, mm-hmm. do enough thinking to figure out what is the appropriate thing? What is it that I really want to say in order to connect with this person? Well, absolutely. I've I've even trained my husband, so to speak, how I prefer those words to be chosen. I sound like I'm a, you know, you've got to do it my way, but we meet each other halfway. I'll give you a great example. He is a person who says sorry a lot. And so he'll say sorry when it's not appropriate. In the beginning, I would say, what are you sorry for? You didn't do anything. Why are you apologizing? You know, when the sorry didn't work. And he'll say, well, no, I just feel bad for you. His I'm sorry means I'm showing empathy towards you. And I said, I think that if you said, I'm sorry to hear that, I wish that hadn't happened today. That, that to me is a better combination of words than I'm sorry. When I'm venting about something else that has nothing to do with him, he shouldn't put himself in the line of fire by saying, I'm sorry. On the same token, one thing that I do in a conversation with him is that I will quickly jump in. So I might walk in the kitchen and, and just blurt something out. And he said to me one time, if you could give me a little runway to the conversation, it would be really helpful. So I actually learned this. We've been married almost 28 years. It was early in our marriage. He suggested, I use it with all my friends now. If I got something on my mind, I was going to call you up. I wouldn't say, hey, Paul, and then just leap into it. My favorite phrase is, the topic is, and then I insert. So if I can only talk to you for three minutes and we're good friends, you would pick up the phone. I'd say, hey, Today's topic is da 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 da. And then your head is instantly with me. I've given you enough runway to get us on that same page. And isn't that what communication and relationships are all about? Is getting <laughs> on the same page. It's You're taking easy. that to a whole new level. Yeah, right? it works great. And, and I get to use fewer words, which I like. There's in communication, I do this in some of my trainings. There's the topic. And then there's how we talk about the topic. So there's communication, there's meta communication, there's the primary conversation, the secondary conversation. We combine some of these terms sometimes to mean exactly what you're talking about here. Exactly. It's okay and, for you and, and to label it. Yes. And the key for us was, is speaking to your partner or your children or whoever it is in, that you're sharing your life with to right. express, this is what would help me communicate with you better. If instead of saying A, you would say something like B, then you're teeing it up for me exactly. And don't leave them guessing. That, that was right. the big thing my dad used to say. That was his advice to me during the daddy-daughter dance at my wedding. We can't uh-huh. read your mind. Put some words to it. That was, uh-huh. his, and, and that's Beautiful. fantastic advice because nobody's going to read my mind. And so being able to express it in, in a friendly and polite and proactive manner is going to help us. And then if we swing back and look at our business life, it's the exact same thing. Putting some words to it works in both our personal and our professional lives. Right. Oh, love it. The book is called The 10 Cent Decision. Decision. Yep. 
by Larry Guest. You can read it forward or backward. You pick. That's so clever. I love that. Yeah. That was a 10 cent decision. That was a 10 cent decision. And it came very easily. And that I realized while I was writing the book, I didn't have a clear avatar of who I was writing to. Half the time I was writing mm-hmm. to team members and half the time I was saying, well, if you're the leader and if, 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 and then one of my mastermind buddies said, why don't you write two books in one and get clearer on who you're writing to? And then once I did that, the writing came out of me much easier. So I only had so to think easier. of one person at a time. That's so, beautiful. So yeah. Do a little more thinking than you want to, but not as much as you fear. I love that. That's a great saying. Laurie, how can people get connected to you, to the book? What's sure. what's the best place for them to go? Well, the easy way to find me and my services is just my name.com. So Lori Guest, L-A-U-R-I-E, and then G-U-E-S-T.com. And that has Perfect. all the speaking stuff on it. If people are interested in just getting to the book, we made a special site just for that called the 10 Cent Decision. It doesn't have a the in it. Let me take that back. 10centdecision.com. They can either do the one zero or they can spell out T-E-N either way. That's going to show them all about the book uh, and it lets you order right online. And there's also a place in the checkout place where you can put in a coupon code. And if they put in the word podcast, that tells us they were listening today and they get 20% off the book if they'd like to put in the word podcast. Oh, love it. And one will be on its way to you soon to take a place on that shelf. I want to be on the shelf. For my shelf of fame. And you will be there. Folks, you've heard it from one of the people who who inspires my thinking every time I talk to her, Laurie Guest. Laurie, thank you for your contributions today at Live On Purpose Radio. Hey, thanks for making time for me. I appreciate it. Bye, everybody. It's time now for you to go live on purpose. Purpose.